Native American people, known as the Utes, long have told the legend of skinwalkers. Men and women who held the power to change their shape from human to beast and had many other supernatural abilities. The Utes held the strong belief that there were doorways with which one could connect with the spirit world beyond. One of these doorways was said to have been on a piece of land in western Utah that had been cursed by the Apache and was forbidden to be tread upon by the Ute people to this very day. Apparently, a centuries-old curse did not concern cattle ranchers when they built a 480-acre ranch on that very piece of land. When the Sherman family bought the ranch in 1994, it would begin the tale of what is believed to be one of North America's most active sites for the paranormal. The ranch itself and the surrounding area have been the setting for countless reports of strange occurrences, UFOs, strange creatures roaming the hillsides, and mysterious apparitions on the property and even inside the ranch house itself. So, put on your 10-gallon tinfoil hats and join Brayden, Zell, and Dan as they saddle up and ride out to... Skinwalker Ranch. Seventy-seven. <laughs> Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File Seventy-Seven Ranches. Ranch, ranch, uh, not the Valley Ranch. <laughs> um, I'm Brandon. I like Thousand Island. If I'm uh, being honest, fuck the fuck Thousand Island. I'm Zell. <laughs> I'm Dan. Well, Skinwalker Ranch, Skin Ranches. Ranch. Yes, one of our. Uh, I think that's the, one of the most popular requests from our listeners. Well, it is, which which it should be because it's super freaking weird. It's regarded as what the most supernatural place on earth. Some people say, yeah, just about it. Yeah, I think in a lot of circles it is. It is the most paranormal place on earth, or or best researched, or or most researched. Um, it's definitely one of the most public now because of like the books and stuff that've been written about. Tons of movies, movies. I've watched at least two movies about it, and they're terrible. But. Watch them, any- watch them anyway. I'll watch bad movies. It's my weakness. I'll watch fucking bad movies all day. There's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with a bad movie. Mm-mm. Do you want to do any space news? Space news! Damn. Um, what do we got? Bring it. Well, this is, this is classic Braden space news. Auroras are starting to pick up. I've noticed I've been keeping track of space weather and things have been starting to pick up a little bit. How about uh, how about Elon Musk taking so much shit for smoking a joint with Joe Rogan? That was hilarious. <laughs> uh, it's it's just the face he makes. If he didn't make that face, I think Well, I don't even think he <laughs> inhaled, man. You see how he tried to smoke that? That's funny. He, the way the stops, stocks dropped like 6% and like he's getting calls from his friends. Why are, you, why are you smoking weed? Why are you smoking weed? Now, isn't it like the federal government looking into it or something? Like something he ridiculous. Gives a shit. Dude, he, you think he gives a shit at all? I think Dude, he's. He, he made a joke on Twitter that made his stock drop. Like he doesn't give a fuck. 
The guy doesn't give zero fucks what people think. Yeah. There's a whole, there's either, a whole market I mean, for it. Even though the Tesla, like, even if the Tesla stock's dropping, like, it's still doing relatively well. I still think they produce, like, a shitload of batteries. Like, they're making a lot of batteries. Yeah, they're still, they're like, they're on their way to becoming a profitable company, but it's just not happening quite yet. Yeah. I think they might hit. I don't, I don't think they're concentrating as much on cars anymore. I don't think that's, they have other things, they got, other projects. Yeah, they got those, like, Tesla, like, gigafactories and stuff. Giant, yeah, giant those, solar I think they're factories. more. Yeah, and I think some people said they spotted the uh, the Tesla trucks. That's going to be a big thing with that. that oh, that's yeah. With the electric uh, self-driving trucks. That ever gets going. That'd be dope. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but I think they do have one of the largest uh, battery manufacturing plants uh, in the world. Pretty sure. All right. Well, the only other thing I have to talk about, because we touched on it on After Hours last time, is that they're still investigating the fucking hole in the ISS that might be sabotage. Oh, yeah, that's right. They said it was made by a drill and not by a meteor. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, we looked at the picture 100% by a drill. You can see where they were started to drill, and the drill skipped. got off on them. Yeah, it's insane. And there's no, let me tell you something. There's no way that flew up like that and covered because if it was covered, it wouldn't have like sucked whatever was covering it through. If that pressure, if that gone into space, it would have been like the worst safety check. <laughs> like it's yeah, it's so time. obvious, it's so noticeable. It's great. It's actually fucking. So my theory was someone's going stir crazy up there and trying did that on purpose to try and get out, trying to evacuate. Yeah, fuck. It's, get it's, I still can't believe. Like I'm looking at, I'm like, imagine being up there and you're like looking at three other guys and you're like, Jesus. No, everyone's saying they didn't do it. Someone up Someone here fucking did it. Did it. <laughs> uh, well, we'll keep monitoring that as it goes. Hopefully, it's uh, hopefully they it's not as sinister as it seems. Yeah, and someone's up there not fucking <laughs> with our space station. Yeah, that would suck. How would you go? You know, if you sabotage a space station, you're on there too. Like you're not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, well, maybe he maybe he planned it like he did one. He's like, if I do one hole, it'd be a slow leak, and we'll get evacuated in a couple of days. We'll There's be fine. N- no, yeah, he just wants to go home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> want to get the fuck out of space. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of the zero G. <laughs> I'm tired of having to pee through a hose, a vacuum tube. <laughs> I bet looking at the Earth is incredible and stuff. But I was talking Zelly on after hours. I bet that gets old as hell. I don't think I don't think looking being at the, the Earth. Station. I don't think it'll get well if you're up there for like a year, probably. No, living on the space station would get old. Like day to day life up there would be. I think you'd get you'd be like I fucking hate this. I think it'd be yeah. It'd be, it goes it'd be hard. They're pretty busy. They're pretty busy. I think they're doing all kinds of stuff. They got all those experiments going on, and you've got maintenance to do. You know, because it's maintenance that it's like it's not like on a ship, which is like I can I'm doing maintenance on a ship sucks, and it's but doing it on a. A space station where it's like, oh, if we don't do this maintenance, you know, we might die in a week. Yeah. <laughs> no, if, if but, I get put, if I get put in space, I'm not complaining. Hundred percent. No, man. Until I get down, I'm like, fuck that last few days, man. <laughs> I almost wanted to drill through the side <laughs> of the hull. <laughs> uh, anyone got any other space news? I got a, one little, one little piece here. Uh, a bonus for private space travel. China startups One Space and iSpace both succeeded with suborbital launches just last week. So that's two more private space companies able to get to at least suborbit, or I think uh, up to 500 kilometers. This is as far as they can go so far. Pretty dope. 
Hmm. That's pretty sweet. Peace. That's all I got. Going to space. Uh, uh, pretty slow week for Spanish, space news. It has been. It has been. So next segment here. Well, he sneaks around the world from Kiev to Carolina. He's a sticky finger flitcher from Berlin to Belize. He'll take you for a ride on a slow boat to China. Tell me where in the world is Mr. Conspiracy? He's in Germany. Damn, what the fuck happened there? Just wow. Yeah, Vietnam, he just he message he shoots me a message on FaceTime. He's like, I need to FaceTime you. I'm like, okay. So he FaceTimes me. I'm like, what's up? He goes, ah, I think I'm going to go to Germany for a month. I want to go to Oktoberfest in Amsterdam. Okay. I said, okay, and then what? He's Amsterdam like, is not in Germany, but okay. <laughs> and then he goes, then I'm going to fly back to Thailand. And I went, all right. He goes, yeah, so just, you know, I just needed to tell someone before we leave. I was like, oh, when are you leaving? He's like, oh, we bought tickets already. So we're like, we're going to head to the airport. I was like, mm. all right. So <laughs> So, uh, Mr. Conspiracy is somewhere in Germany. Yep. <laughs> uh, follow, you, you can follow him on uh, Instagram. He's, uh, I think it's Mr. Conspiracy ATT. Uh, That's hilarious. Here is Germany. Big, Just fucking jump. gets up and goes. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't expect anything less. No. No, he's there. <laughs> Still looking unimpressed, probably, when he lands oh, in yeah. Germany. <sighs> Big frown. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to fire you up know, the ex- you, Wait, wait, wait. You know the word is sticky-fingered filcher, right? And not flitcher. Dan, I think it's pretty good that I'm reading. Like, I've remembered that from memory. <laughs> I'm not reading it. So I couldn't remember if what it is. Okay. It's pretty good. I've it's memorized good. that four lines of the I'm song. Just, that's He that's plagiarized great. those four lines of the song just to yeah. add Mr. Conspiracy at the end. Yeah. <laughs> No big deal. Uh, you want to fire, fire? Let's fire up the X3. All right, here we go. Strange creatures. All right. Uh, this is. This was posted. Uh, says it's. The author is Kinky Pisha. Kinky okay. Pisha. From where? Title is, uh, doesn't say where. Okay. Title is, been seeing this strange creature for the last four years, and it seems to follow me. Ooh. This is going to be pretty long. It's not that long. I just already pre-perused it. Um, so I apologize for that. I'm trying to include as much information as I can. As far as I know, the creature has never tried harming me, but it has oftentimes made me feel unsafe and threatened. As the years have passed, I began paying less mind to it and just putting the feeling in the back of my mind. January 2012. I bought a horse and began boarding it in a very old barn. It was a small, tight-knit, friendly barn community not far from my home. It had been around since the 60s, surrounded by woods. There were three barns. The main arena was entirely surrounded by thick woods. And there were small trails in the woods behind the property. Fast forward to June 2012. I have two horses there. Okay, well, we didn't know, need to know about the fucking first horse. You could just said June 2012, I had two horses at a barn. People. <laughs> I was there every single day without fail. 2 p.m. till 10 p.m. 
I fed the horses and cared for them. I rode one every night as well, mainly in the arena, but sometimes in the barnyard. There were no field or arena lights, just the moon and the stars. One evening, around 5 p.m., I was sitting on her, letting her stand, when she started snorting and backing up. I looked up and saw this white, gray creature crawling out of the woods towards us. It had a very small, round head. Its eyes were just pits. It had a very small mouth. Not much detail there. Its arms were very long and thin. Fingers also like that. Its ribcage was very pronounced and defined, and its legs were long and lanky. Its movements were very jerky, not smooth and fluid. It slowly jerked out to us. When my horse turned and bolted out of the arena, and she's a dead broke, calm, well-mannered horse who never has been spooked before this. Stubborn old mare, but not spooky. She would not go back into the arena that night. I walked her around the barnyard, staying near the main barn, put her up and ran out to peek into the arena to find nothing except some footprints where I saw the thing. Throughout the summer, I would see it peeking, almost dancing around the gate that led into the woods where the trails were. One night, roughly a month later, at about 9 p.m., I was riding that horse again in the front pasture. The moon was full and bright, and I looked to my left to see the creature running full speed by my side on the other side of the fence. I slowed my horse to a stop, and it took off around the corner behind the side barns and then into the woods. I continued seeing it, mainly in the woods, but it was always around summertime. The barn shut down when the owner died. We moved the horses to a friend's place for the time being, and I didn't see it there. Last last summer, fall 2013, I found a new barn, woods directly behind the barn and arena. This place had lights and was much newer. About a month later, when I was getting ready to leave, I heard something in the woods. I looked down the barn aisle into the woods and saw the creature running down the road into the woods. I saw it much less frequently for a while until later in the fall of 2014. I began seeing it in the back pasture woods. It darted in and out of the tree lines. I saw a second one sitting in the neighbor's yard. It would sit in the same spot every day and just watch me ride. I started taking pictures, which are very poor and crappy, and sent them to a friend who claimed he and some others had seen it as well. Kept seeing it occasionally, but from much greater distance than the first barn. I went with this barn barn owner to another farm to get some stuff when I saw a very, very large version of this creature run out of the woods, right behind a tree I was 10 feet from while I was alone by the trailer. Last November, I house sat for barn owners. I went out around 2 a.m. to fill water troughs, 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 troughs. And enjoy. <laughs> uh, it's always one. Always, always one. <laughs> so close. And enjoy the full moon and a cool night. I was sitting in the back pasture when three of the creatures began coming from the woods. One came up to the tree near the the trough. What was it called? Troughs. Trough, where Cut I was. Board. The other, <laughs> The other two were walking along the tree line. The horses were silently munching their hay pretty far from where the creatures were. I messaged the guy from earlier 
and told him what was going on. Since that incident, I haven't really seen them. Last summer, I did see one outside my house staring into the windows. And a few weeks ago, one was outside my windows tapping and making strange, faint, shrieking sound. What? This was a lot to type out, but I hope someone reads this and helps me figure this out some more. I'm very open and willing to discuss uh, these things that have happened to me. My friends have experience in this as well. And anything that could or could not be connected to this thing, I want to talk about. And he's attached some pictures. Ooh. What does it look like? There's some... It looks like a blur. It looks like your classic blurry picture, to be honest. Right. Right. But um, he's drawn some pictures of like... Oh, he shows one draw. Well, no, what he's done is... Because one of the pictures is kind of hard to see. But what Uh he's done is he's taken the... Oh, he's got... There's definitely something in his window there. Weird. Um... He's taken the picture of where it just looks like a blurry object because uh-huh. he was so far away, and he drew like the uh, how the creature was sitting, uh-huh. like how it looked. Um, anyways, I'll see if I can copy this and send it to you guys. Well, we'll I'll send it to uh, to everyone as well. A little creepy, creepy white ass fucking. What uh, of any type of cryptid that you know about? What would you say it might it could resemble? Um. Well, just from the long lankiness, I would say like, I would say Slenderman, but this is before Slenderman. I I can't think of anything that would sit in packs because he said once was three, very pale, skinny, long, what uh, pit eyes. I'm trying to remember the Supernatural episode. Remember that TV show? TV show Supernatural. What was it? The Wendigo or something? Oh, Wendigo, yeah. But it didn't try to eat her or anything. That's usually what those things try to do. Because they're Wendigos, while mostly from Native American myths, are cannibals, or they're people who ate yeah, human had flesh. Yeah, to and cannibalism. Then, yeah, or right. try to intentionally, and then you know, get get the craving, and then uh, they just keep eating people. But usually, yeah, they usually try and eat people. But that didn't seem it was trying to eat her. Oh, that whole point where that whole. Point the story where she, she's like, I was riding a horse and then it was running right next to me and then I stopped the horse. I would not have stopped that horse. No, fuck <laughs> that. I would have kept going. <laughs> but yo, like these are the only pictures they have, and it's like, well, we saw it used to sit in the same place every day and get a better on. picture. Get a better. It was picture. 2014, 2015. Uh, I, we, no had we had good yeah, iPhones. No reason for you to be taking shitty pickers. None of your friends have a digital camera. <laughs> shitty pickers. Shitty pickers. <laughs> shitty pickers. <laughs> Fucking shitty pickers. I'm get so it, sick of right. all these shitty pickers. <laughs> <laughs> good shit. Oh. Oh, just, um, there's no reason for them to be some strange woodland creature. Yeah. Uh, if you have any good uh, stories uh, that you want us to enter into the randomatron, uh, send them to us at our email, aliantheorists at gmail.com. Hell yeah. Oh, we should put some uh, limits on it. Uh, we don't, I mean, I know we don't mind reading kind of long stories, but they shouldn't be that long. <laughs> yeah, Keep that it. one was a little long. Hey, wait, the, you, you guys, know, you guys know us. If you write it, you're like, this is going to be too long for Braden. Just, you know, shorten it, put it in half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah make it. <laughs> it's going to be me you, reading it aloud. So don't yeah. use any no words, big words that you would. Yeah. No $10 would... words like, yeah. uh, like cup, board, and, uh, and <laughs> trove, <laughs> trove or whatever. Trove. 
Chouse. Yeah, keep it two two dollar words and less. <laughs> oh, or if yeah. it's a tough word, make sure in brackets spell it phonetically oh. after for me. <laughs> yeah, yes. get the phonetic spelling, please. There you go. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's get into some Skinwalker Ranch. One of the most requested case files we've had. We've only really talked briefly about it on one power hour, I think. That's it. Yeah. The most paranormal place in the world, some say. With some yeah. uh it's I got names attached. I got limited I gotta do limited research on this one just due to some time constraints this weekend. But I like even the stuff I found, I was like, Oh well that's fucking weird. I was like and terribly creepy. The weird stuff starts, like the weird paranormal stuff, and then it shifts into some conspiracy stuff afterwards, which yes. is pretty great. Yeah, it does. And so, the, um, the conspiracy stuff has got a couple names that you're gonna find quite familiar. Yeah. Okay, so this area where the Skinwalker Ranch is located is in the western part of Utah. And this area was known to the Native Americans in the area uh, that lived there and by the Utes. And the Utes and the Navajo apparently were not the best of friends. And the Utes that lived in the area uh, thought that the area became cursed after the Navajo put a uh put some bad juju on it so utes like won't even touch that area they won't even go in there if you're part of the ute tribe it's it's famous that area is famous for being cursed now the ranch that had been there uh was bought in 1994 uh by the sherman family and that was uh gwen and terry sherman and they had two kids and they purchased the ranch with the idea that they were going to start a cattle ranch. Uh, before this, uh, the ranch hadn't been occupied for almost uh, seven years, I believe, is what the real told them. So, uh, Terry, the Shermans moved into the uh, moved into the ranch, and they found a lot of very not normal stuff. And I don't know why you wouldn't have known about this stuff before you you bought moved it. in. Yeah. Yeah, before you bought it, like you walk through it and like, hey, that's kind of weird. What's up with that? And ask some, you know, very pointed questions about it. But anyways, they found uh, large metal stakes with chains, which uh, were looked like they were most likely used to keep large animals uh, by near the house. Like you would chain up a dog, like a large dog or something like that. They found many of the doors inside and outside the the house itself. Uh, padlock. They had padlocks bolted to them. And like that stuff would you know it would start triggering some alarms, but they didn't uh, they didn't really uh, they didn't seem to, to mind it. They just thought it was just a little bit strange, but it didn't stop them from moving all their stuff in. So the weird stuff started happening right off the bat, pretty much the the day the family moved in. This is probably the most the, the first story, the first weird occurrence i think is the best um well known the, yeah well known or or best described uh because the family uh described it like firsthand uh it's not from anybody else it's from them so anyways uh, when they moved in the family spotted a large wolf that actually came towards them uh from out in one of the fields and they said this was a large wolf um dire wolf they estimate yeah well dire wolf i guess um <laughs> They they estimated its weight at about two hundred pounds. The average weight for a, a North American wolf is around, I believe, seventy nine to like ninety pounds. 
And like 90 pounds is like a well-fed wolf, I think. But 200 pounds is huge. I mean, they yeah, can get that's up almost to one what... full Braden. Yeah, <laughs> running around. That's a that's a half a Braden. That's a half a Braden. Um, wait, Braden. Wait, yeah. No, so uh, they can get up. <laughs> <laughs> they can get up to 179 pounds, but I don't think they get. They don't usually get any bigger than that. But 200 pounds is that's huge. Did so, anyways. You- Speaking of giant wolves, just like mm-hmm. how fucking big wolves can get, there's right. that you can YouTube that video around of those people caught a wolf on camera chasing a German shepherd. Yeah, I've seen that. And that's freaking huge. It is fucking enormous, man. It's the biggest wolf I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, I, I, would, I would reckon that that thing's getting close to 200 pounds as well. Man, those timber wolves it's and those gray big. wolves and shit, like northern Canada, like Alaska and stuff, like 175, 190 pounds for males, like it's not uncommon for some of those wolves. Like they're massive. But I don't know. This is Utah. Utah's different breed of wolves, probably so. But they do, they yeah, can get, they can get pretty big. Smaller, I imagine that's know? a fucking huge wolf for down there. But I'm saying like yeah. they get they I do get big that wolves, big. But like there's some big fucking wolves. Right. Okay. Well, this one and this one's even more strange because the wolf when they encountered it, it seemed to act like a lost pet. Like it wasn't. It wasn't standoffish. It wasn't aggressive in any way. And they actually started, uh, they said it actually started rubbing up against uh, Terry, the father, and his father was there to help them move in that day. And they said they were just kind of like they were petting it and it was acting like it was just a, a dog, like a normal dog. Um, until the wolf just like up and attacked one of the calves uh, they had bought about, I think it was five or seven calves, like Angus calves. Like these were highly prized uh, calves that they were going to raise for the cattle. And the wolf just went right for the gate, went right for the gate and started trying to pull one of the calves out through the fencing uh, that surrounded the pen where the, where they were keeping the calves. Um, and so of course, Terry Sherman, uh, Tells his uh, tells his son to get his Magnum, his three fifty seven Magnum. Gets it? <laughs> I fucking love that because what did he? Do? What he's just eyeballing this wolf dragon. And he's like, boy, get my Magnum. And then he just get stands. Then he just stands there with his like palm up, waiting with for the Magnum. Out, like, yeah, and, uh, it's just as like, the kid's like, I can't find it, Dad. He's like, get the fucking Magnum. Get, get it over here. Get, it's under the seat. Here. It's under the seat. <laughs> I can't find it. Back seat. <laughs> He's just got his hand out. Yeah, he's just waiting for it. He's not even looking at his son. Like, he's not even looking at him. He's just, like, has his hand out, like, just waiting for it to be put into his hand. Yeah. Um, but he gets that 357 Magnum, and he lets off two shots uh, at this wolf and from fairly short distance. And he says that the wolf was unfazed, did not give a shit, didn't even seem to do any real damage. Um. Then he took two more shots, and and he hit with those two as well, he believes. And that was kind of enough for Terry's father to be like, well, now I need to get involved. So he went and got a shotgun, and then he took a shot at the wolf, and that one seemed to actually affect it uh, in a physical way. They said that they saw pieces of fur and kind of flesh kind of come away from the wolf. And he shot it one more time, and the wolf... Kind of took notice of that, and then it just kind of walked away. It didn't seem overly concerned about what had just happened. Didn't seem injured in any way, and it just walked away over uh, over a little bit of a hill. And when they tried to follow it, they followed the tracks. The tracks seemed to 
disappear into thin air. Just gone. Vanish. Like, tracks just went certain distance and then gone. Fucking just gone. Supernatural direwolf. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, how would you? How would a wolf just disappear? A two hundred pound wolf. You would they'd leave some freaking tracks, and you just it's just gone. So like, what? Uh, I'm gonna say you shoot a gun, and most wolves would be or take first. Yeah, they probably see the shy. gun and just take off. You know. And yeah. Then two, if if they heard the gunshot, they'd be fucking gone. Yeah. Now, what kind? I wonder. What, like, if this is desert area, more or less, right? Probably pretty dry. Yeah. So dry dirt. Like, only way to like really get to lose your tracks is to like backtrack and jump off of them or jump over like a stream or into a stream. Yeah. But there's yeah. no stream from what the, what he said. So this wolf, this 200 pound wolf just walked off and whoosh, into the wind. Vanished. Yeah. After being shot uh, at, by, by yeah, multiple rounds. After being sh- like yeah, no four, blood, three fifty-seven no man. Yeah, two three fifty-seven or four rounds of three fifty-seven magnum ammo, and then that's saying he's a good blast. shot though, because maybe he's fucking terrible shot. Though. He they, he said he hit it, and and one of the shots, at least the the second or third shot, he said he put that right in his chest. Well, he was like walking up to it. It wasn't been, moving. Couldn't have been too far away, calf. right? Yeah, and right. It's, it if it's a two hundred pound it wolf, still... it's a big animal. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't shouldn't yeah. miss. Right, you'd think so. Insane that it, just nothing happened to those three fifty-seven magnums, and just like it just walked off after the shotgun blast, and then it was just kind of, just kind of walked off. Like it wasn't really. It's like this is just too much trouble now, and just and just seemed to, to just meander off. Um, after that event, uh, that strange event in itself, other things uh, have been reported on the for everything from. Strange balls of light. The family reported seeing strange faces at the window at some point. Apparitions at the foot of their bed. I've read the uh, sky, even, the sky splitting open and revealing different realities. Get the yeah, they, they, out. They, they said the light got so like the lights at that ranch that have appeared in the sky have been so radiant. Like it seems like it was daytime in the middle of the night. Um. There's been strange. They said they had a strange musky scent around the ranch. Uh, so it, those of you familiar with Bigfoot, like that's also a theory that kind of floats around in there. Um, now, wait. So it's a Skinwalker Ranch, mm-hmm. and our Skinwalker Skinwalkers aren't Bigfoot, oh. are they? Skinwalkers are like a a native, like American, American, like a Native American folklore yes. beast, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, skinwalkers are—they're uh, basically werewolves. Right. Um, it was like uh, shamans that would put on the skins <clears throat> of certain animals, and then they would transform into whatever animal they were wearing. And then some myths kind of have it like if they did it too many times, or if they they stayed in the form too long, like you kind of lost your your sanity or or something like that. Um, so that's skinwalkers, kind of like where they get the. That's skin, that's where they get the skinwalker from. The, the, the Native Americans of the area believe that you know there there are skinwalkers that live around that that area, and even some Native Amer- Native American shamans uh, in the area have said that this area is a it's, it has like a a portal or a veil or something that there's a a kind of window into the spirit realm that exists on that ranch. So this is why you get all these strange. Um, apparitions and occurrences. Right. Uh, um, one of the other strange things, I mean, they had a lot 
of cattle mutilations. Like they over a over a period of time, they lost a lot of cattle. Like an abnormal. I mean, some when you're a cattle rancher, you expect to lose some cattle, but they lost a lot. Yeah, I've, re- and, I've read like different accounts, where even up to forty percent. Some some people are claiming, but I don't know exact number. But it seems like way more than your standard, like you know, few to, few to yeah. sickness or disease or injury throughout the mm-hmm. year. Yeah, and these and these cattle were not. I mean, you might be like, oh, well, maybe it was that 200-pound wolf, and maybe there's just more of them. No, 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 no. <laughs> These cattle were mutilated. Like, they had evidence. Like, there were cattle that had no blood. The blood was all gone. All of their internal organs were gone. Uh, at least one of them was examined by a veterinarian um, at one point, and the ear, uh, one of the ears of the of the the uh, the the cattle that they found had been removed almost with surgical precision. He said it wasn't it wasn't bitten off because usually if animals bite it off they leave a kind of the ragged uh, uh, mark of their teeth or like when they tear it off you get you don't get like a, a an exact cut but this was like scalpel precision cutting off of a of an ear. Um. Parts of the face are gone. I mean, they have pictures uh, up from Skinwalker Ranch, and it's just these things were not eaten by predators or something like that. I'm looking at a couple of the pictures, and you're just like, it's super weird looking. Like some of them, like the eye, and not just where the eye was, but like where like the eye socket would be. It's just like completely hollowed in a perfect circle, and then like half the skin looks like it just just disappeared. To bone. Yeah. yeah, they had at least one where, yeah, I think that's probably the picture of the one that they said the um, the eye had been removed. Yeah. Uh, didn't look like it had been ripped, like eaten out. <laughs> you know, it's just these really strange cattle mutilations going on. And then it gets even weirder. So they have these balls of light, which were a pretty regular appearance. And the family, the Sherman family had dogs. Uh, they had at least uh, three. They had at least three dogs, um, and these dogs, over the period of time that the family lived, at least from ninety was it ninety four to ninety, probably ninety seven when they when they moved out. Um, no, ninety six. Um, within the time that they lived there, they said the dogs became more and more fearful over time. Like they would, there was one point where the dogs wouldn't even leave their dog houses, which were outside. The dogs wouldn't leave, refused. Uh, wouldn't even come out for food or water. And then at one point, uh, late one night, uh, Terry Sherman came out and there was, he saw the dogs chasing what looked to be like a, an orb of light, uh, going around, around the ranch, around the property. And he encouraged the dogs to go chase the ball of light. So the dogs ended up chasing after this, this ball of light until it was gone over, over a ridge uh, over a hill and the dogs went with it and then the dogs kind of disappeared. And later Terry said that he heard what could was the distinctive sound of those dogs yelping in distress. When they went out the next day to look for the dogs, they found three burnt circles with what looked to be liquefied flesh in the middle of each of the circles. So Jesus. they believed that was the remains of the dogs. Oh, so just so, crazy shit after crazy shit just going on. Yeah. 
I don't know why you would continue to live. I mean, I guess I could understand why you would live there if this is your livelihood and you've started a cattle ranch, which is not cheap, you know? No, definitely not. During that same summer, Terry and his son and his nephew uh, reported that they heard unintelligible voices while standing in a pasture. Uh, They thought they were like echoes of a CB radio, but they seemed to emanate out of the air directly above them. They listened uh, more closely. They said they could hear two voices speaking an unknown language. Uh, Terry described it as choppy, anti-halting, like a cross between Russian and Native American. One voice had a deep, resonant tone, and the other was high-pitched. Terry yelled straight in the air, We can hear you! And the voices stopped momentarily, and the deeper voice broke into a low, rumbling laugh. Then the conversation went on as before, as if, Nothing had happened. Fuck. Fucking weird. God. This place. I, like, I, just... I love this Terry guy, though. He's, he's probably like, we can hear you. Boy, get my gun. Get my fucking <laughs> Get my gun. Get my, get my man. He just puts his hand out again. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he doesn't even say anything. The kid just slaps it in there. <laughs> the kid's just constantly carrying it all the time. <laughs> man. Or better yet, it's in the house and the kid has to run all the way back to the house and Terry just stands there with his hand out for like 10 minutes while the kid goes and finds it. That's a great bit. That's a that's a like an SNL skit right there. Get my magnum. Get, get my gun. Boy, get me my gun. Bring me my magnum. Uh, okay, Dad, hold on. Hold on. Uh, Man. But constant weirdness at this place. Constant weirdness. It there's, doesn't let up. There's even weird shit. There's even crazy shit like Terry leaves for a bit. He comes back. He can't find four of his like big bulls. He's searching around the right. yard and they're all like jammed with like the gate closed. It jammed in this tiny little like aluminum trailer, which would be like one bull would, you know, would fit in there, but like not like with not a lot of room to spare. And they have four bulls jammed in there, like all twisted, like a, like a bunch of stuffed animals just like shoved into like a crate with the door, like wired shut, like, they didn't do it on. The, they didn't do it themselves. What he claims. And this, like, yeah, you so can't much put weird them all in like there. That. How would you, you don't bulls don't just like run into a trailer and just like get all shoved up in there? It doesn't happen. Yeah, you get you, you get one in. Like the bull is like it's trained. It's used to doing it. Goes in the trailer. Whatever it gets moved. It doesn't. You don't get one, and then it lets another one climb on top, and then another one shove its way in, and then another one like jump over them and like just jam itself against the window, and then kick the door closed on themselves. <laughs> that kind of weird shit. And then uh, Gwen reported that she even had some poltergeist activity, which was uh, actually not unusual. Now it's kind of a regular occurrence, but she remembers specifically a time where she came home with groceries and she put them, she set them out, she put the bags down on the counter, and then she was taking the bags out and she turned around to go do something, and then she came, uh, like immediately turned back, not not gone too long, or you know somebody couldn't have just done this, but when she came back, all of the groceries were back in the bags. Weird. You know, that's that's straight out of I mean that's stuff straight, straight out, out of the fucking poltergeist. poltergeist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, terrifying. How they lasted as long as they did. Yeah, it just I don't know how you would stay there for so long. It's just like I I don't know. So you got you got like supernatural werewolves. You got yep. UFOs, you got missing dogs. You got all the shit. And then like, I was trying to raise cattle and then like a bunch of your cattle goes missing and then is drained of blood. And like the cattle mutilations, that's not like, that's another 
case file that we've been requested a lot on because all over like the American, like there's a called the UFO highway, like this big strip across the States where there's like over 10,000 animals have been mutilated over the last 50 years. And a lot of times, sometimes it can be accounted for by like, uh, you know, psychopaths murdering animals, right? But you can tell when a human does it, especially someone who doesn't have like any surgical skill. There's always footprints around or tire marks or whatever. But like just like on Skinwalker Ranch or the Sherman Ranch, the thing is mutilated, drained of blood, ears ripped off, lips ripped off, all fucked up, no tire tracks or footprints or like any evidence of someone who was there like fucking with it. And there and then all across the states, the same fucking thing. Mm. It's weird. I don't know. Uh. That shit's weird. And then... So Terry and Gwen finally have had it. Well, they actually were still planning on living there, but then they were approached by none other than Robert Bigelow, who is a uh, hotel billionaire. Billionaire. Uh, this guy has a had a boned interest in the paranormal, and so he went ahead and paid them two hundred thousand dollars to. Purchase the ranch. And so with the with the aim and which he did, he fund he founded the National Institute for Dis- or National Institute of Discovery Science, uh, which was founded for the express purpose of investigating the paranormal activity that was occurring or was reported on Skinwalker Ranch, or well, it was still Sherman Ranch at the time, I, I believe. Um, so he was, uh, what looked like he was trying to legitimize the study of the paranormal right here. I mean, yeah. you have a huge, huge area that is bad, multiple reports of all kinds of crazy activity, um, UFOs, strange animals, uh, other dimensional beings, perhaps all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, if you were going to study the paranormal, this is where you would go. I mean, you don't have to Oh, know, it's ground zero there. right here. Yeah. So, uh, he brought in all kinds of people, biochemists, uh, psychologists, um, geologists, every kind of scientist you can imagine. Uh, he brought them in here and set them up with, um, he said millions of dollars. He sunk millions of his own dollars into this institute uh, to study, to scientifically research what was going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the de- deputy administrator at the time, his name was Colm Keheller. We don't study aliens. We study anomalies. It's right. a, they're the same thing in a lot of people's minds, but not in ours. That was him after after the, the closure of the thing in, in 2004. So they, they just studied weird anomalies. Yeah. They built, they put everything. They strung up the property with video cameras. They hired researchers to observe it 24 hours a day and put a scientific research laboratory right on the, uh, right on the property itself. And Bigelow, uh, Bigelow even had an interview where he believed, um, or at least his grandparents first saw a UFO in 1947. And that kind of made him a believer um, and made him fascinated with the paranormal after after hearing about these kinds of things uh, going on. He stated and, he stayed on like on public television that he believes like wholeheartedly that aliens are, are here or have been here before. Right. Like he, he's he's fully on board. Yeah. Loves yeah, aliens. He's, 
Loves so it. Far. Loves it. Loves aliens. <laughs> and so the the NIDS lasted for how long, Zell? You said it was so to, until to, to 2004 it was shut down. 2004 it was shut down. And then sh- stuff gets even more weird after this. This is where we said, I guess we'll make this the jumping off point from uh, paranormal to, do you guys have any of the other events that happened on the, the farm? On the ranch? No, but if you want to look, you should go look at the book. Um, Is it the hunt? Hunt for the Skinwalker? Yeah, hunt for the Skinwalker. Hunt, yeah, I hunt for the Skinwalker. Called. George Knapp and Calm Keheller co-published yeah. the book. That was in two thousand five, and that mm-hmm. goes through it's all a, the that's accounts. chronicles. Every yeah, chronicles all the stuff that happened on that that ranch. Yeah, right, right. All these stories to the the purchase from Bigelow all the way from all the way till two thousand four, pretty much is what that is. And I, they're actually making a movie. Is it out now? Yeah, Hunt for the Skinwalker, uh, no. 2018 on uh, IMDb. Anyways, it'll be out soon. All right, probably next watch. in the next couple. Of months. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would. I think I would have seen it by now. I just seen the trailer of it, and I guess it's supposed to be a perfect documentary about uh, all the events from there through. And now so, this is where it gets fucking crazy. This is where it gets even more weird. So, Zell, go ahead, take it. Take it. Yeah. Okay. Lead so me down the path. Cause I, I, you guys were you were pre-talking about this, and I was like, "Oh, this, I don't know if I knew this stuff." This is one, this is one of the biggest UFO stories to ever be put in the mainstream news, and it came out last December, and it was we've we've briefly talked about it before. Uh, glowing auras and black money, the Pentagon's mysterious UFO program. So, just a quick recap here. So, the first Bigelow project was it's over in 2004. Immediately after. Bigelow starts something called the Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies immediately after he shuts down the National Institute of Discovery Science. Coincidence? I don't know, but a lot of people say it's because there was a more clandestine mission and probably some type of government or like, you know, black project sponsor is why that project shut down. This is an article in the New York Times. So mainstream news, supposed to be super fact-checked, all, you know, supposed to be at the top of our our news empire, even though a lot of the stories are probably pushed on them. But either way, they came out in the New York Times. And we've talked to before. This was like when Louis Elizondo and the To the Stars Academy and the all like the Tom DeLong stuff kind of started. Yeah. But if you look farther into the article, Harry Reid was a Democrat uh, who had the Senate majority at the time. And he was part of there was two other two other senators, one from damn, I have it here. Alaska and one from Hawaii. Both those guys are now dead, but they are those three people are ones who like pushed this, you know, through to get the funding, the twenty-two million as like black funding. It was just kind of like as a side military budget. It wasn't as pretty much what it was. But this fucking guy Harry Reid, one of his good friends is Robert Bigelow. So if you start digging into the story, Robert Robert Bigelow and Skinwalker Ranch is to where a lot of this money got directed. This is in the article. You can like, this is he all pretty much the money went to Bigelow who started Bigelow aerospace advanced space studies in 2004. And this program started in 2007. And so for five years, pretty much they're getting, they got 22 million to investigate at Skinwalker ranch. So the government's admitted UFO, like studied, like study program is being funneled to Robert Bigelow who bought Skinwalker Ranch to study a supernatural phenomenon 
And then for some reason, closed down that company, started something brand new, and two years later, now he's being directly funded by some type of black budget government spending. It's it's crazy. Crazy. It kind of it kind of gives a little uh, it gives a little bit yeah. of little bit of sustenance. I have like the biggest smile on my face because this is so fucking nuts. <laughs> like I didn't even I didn't even see I knew Skinwalker Ranch was weird when we were going in to talk about it, but then Zell told me about this part of it, and I was like, "Oh wait, I remember that." He told me about the article. I remember we read the article. I didn't even make the connection between Robert Bigelow. Like that was the same Robert Bigelow, right? And now now this is just. Off the rails insanity. Yeah. Like the same guy, the same guy. They shut this one down in 2000. Was it 2004? They shut down an IDS and 2007. He starts this new project with funding that with funding that no one wanted to talk government. about. No one wanted to talk about it, but it was, it's, it's proven right. now. Like the, this was Elizondo's came forward. Like a lot of people have come forward. Like, yeah, we were like, we were doing that, blah, 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 but it shut down now. But Elizondo, this is the guy who's now part of to the stars Academy. He claims that he had he had a successor on uh, on video interview. He said that, but he d- never named his, his successor. Right? He never blew the whistle on who it was. And he's claiming that the f- program is still going. They're just they just missed like newly allocated the funds to not say it's like a black like a UFO pro- pro- like project anymore. Pretty much. Right. It's it's so cool to think about this that maybe they they, they did find something now. Uh, but the the thing they would about have had to the find Skinwalker. Something. Right. But the thing about Skinwalker Ranch is that it's changed hands even more now. And it used to be it used to be NIDS, but once they shut that down, then I'm pretty sure it changed hands into some into government hands. Like I think the either like the DOD or uh somebody else's it's it's I think it's government it was government owned for like a second until now it's owned by Okay, in two thousand in April two thousand sixteen, it was the ranch was purchased. This is the story you can find. It's on Bloomberg, which is a business magazine. Like you can find any executives or any publicly traded company on this website, Bloomberg. It's bought by something called Adamantium Holdings Incorporated. Adamantium. No joke. Adamantium, like the, we we I had Private to ask company. Cell multiple times to confirm this. Adamantium, the fictional metal from Marvel, not adamantine, the actual mineral. It's adamantium. And key exec, exec executives for Adamantium Holdings. Adamantium Holdings does not have any key executives recorded. <laughs> like it's a private God. ghost company. Ghost company probably owned by the government. Okay. <laughs> It's crazy. I'm go- okay, I'm going back. I'm not finished. I'm not. I'm like halfway through this article now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So John Glenn, right, former astronaut. He was one of those people who was an advocate for like investigating UFOs. And Mr. Reed, Harry Reed, the guy who started this pro- program, quoted as saying he talked to John Glenn a number of years before, and he pretty much said that John Glenn said he's not the government should should be taking UFOs more seriously, and should be talking to military service members particularly pilots who had reported seeing aircraft they could not identify or explain. Because I guess, you know, John Glenn was one of those guys. And so, like, Mr. Reed's talking to, like, John Glenn. He's in the shit. Robert Bigelow owns these companies who are investigating what they quote as saying beyond next-generation technology. So beyond whatever we are trying to develop now, be even beyond that. Right? 
It's crazy. And Ted Stevens, before he died, was quoted as saying, I've been, wa- I've been waiting to do this since I was in the Air Force, because I guess uh, he was chased by a UFO when he was in the Air Force, like 40 years before this. So he like all these guys are saying like it's the greatest thing they've done as part of government because no one's ever done it before to actually like push this through like the floor and have it actually like be a program. I know we talked about it multiple times that it's like astronauts and uh, military pilots like they see UFOs and they immediately can't say anything. They know if they say anything or they report it like you'll be grounded. Like there'll be no question about it. You'll be grounded either they think you're crazy. Or even they're probably afraid of what would happen. I mean, they've heard stories that people either, you know, you go disappear or, uh, you know, government doesn't want you talking about this or, you know, and you just, people or people just tell them, don't say anything. You know, you yeah. probably saw something up there. You might have saw something. Whatever you think you saw, you didn't see. You might have seen it, but you're not going to tell anyone about it. Yeah, okay. you're not going to tell anyone about it's, it. It's, so it's weird. This Adam, what's it called? Adamantium Holdings? Yep. Okay, so they've they have the ranch. We know all this fucking weird shit happens at the ranch. We know like so they've been doing some sort of research there now. Mm-hmm. I'm reading that the the public road that went through the ranch is now closed and guarded. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just reading this thing. Animantium Holdings in 2015 was named a top gold producer, but has since. Um, like this is an old article and has moved into other ventures. I'm like, that's weird. We talk, talk about, well, we talk about, ventures. we talk about like the importance of gold all the time. And like, if there's power in gold and then this, find this article. That's like, Oh my God. I'm like, it's so fucking weird, man. Adamantium. Like that is the coolest name. And that is such a, like, uh, that is a super villain company. It's, <laughs> it is a super villain company. It's fucking insane. <laughs> Um, this stuff is going to, so, I mean, this is where it's at right now. This is, I think that's, that's as far as it goes, but it's like, you can't, you can only imagine what, what is happening or what's going on. I mean, if you start from, okay, so you would say, I mean, my idea or my, my theory, my story is like, so they, they, Bigelow sets up this, the National Institute of Discovery Science on Skinwalker Ranch. They find something, right? Whether it's, you know, a way to look into another dimension or, you know, communication with uh, extraterrestrials or something like that. Yeah. Right. So they get they get the um, they get the information. They either start development or they get some idea of what could be done with this information. Then after they 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 kind of solidify what they've got. They take that, you know, Bigelow takes it to his buddy, Harry Reid. And Harry Reid's like. Yes. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. We got. Uh, I'm. We're getting money for this. We're gonna. We're. We're gonna. We're gonna be on it. So then he drops an IDS. Uh, Bigelow drops an IDS, and it changes hands with. Um, I think. I think might have been the U.S. government actually took hold of it at some point. Um, before Adamantium Hiltings. I'm not sure what, how. We can talk about that in a second, but. Um, so then Bigelow starts his Bigelow Aerospace and Advanced, what was it? Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Research. Uh, something. Something like something. that. Something. B-A-A something S. Anyways, he starts his second company, and this one starts developing technology 
from the research that they gathered from Skinwalker Ranch. And they know that it's a known fact that he has a hangar in near Las Vegas where they keep things. Like he said that we keep things in there um, that have to be shielded. It's in that it's in that New York Times article. They were saying that they he they have a hangar where they keep exotic materials like that. Have Bigelow Bigelow says in the article that he has a place, or he, Bigelow doesn't say it, but this article says that Bigelow says that he has a place in Las Vegas where they store like unknown like materials, metals, and like um, composites and like all this stuff. Like they're storing unknown materials in Las Vegas, which is stuff they could be pulling from. Heck, they could be pulling that stuff from another dimension. You don't know. Like freaking, uh, it's cr- Stranger Things or something. Fuck Spoiler yeah, man! Stranger Things. You could be pulling stuff out of another dimension, and they're putting in there, pulling it over, and putting it in this hangar in Nevada or whatever. And so they're developing technology based off of all this stuff that they're finding at Skinwalker Ranch. And then this Adamantium Holdings comes and takes a hold of the ranch, and I don't know exactly how they fit in. What do you guys think? What? How? How do you think they fit into it? Well, pretty much this. Ranch was the prime investment for this advanced aviation threat identification program. That was the black budget until two, right. 2012. And then it, it happened. Luis Elizondo went public. And then four years later, we have Tom DeLong, right? Well, I guess about right. three, three and a half years later, Tom DeLong. And then last year is when they came public with it. And in 016, it just says for 4.5 million bought, sold to an undisclosed buyer who operates under adamantium holdings that year baass was the, which is that new bigelow um company their their security team is disbanded from the from the place and unlike previous guards from the from the that guys who carried like pepper spray and pistols these news got new guys are fully armed like yeah, mili- full like, automatic, right? like, mo- like, like yeah. military grade defense here mm-hmm. like it's gone to another level well i think there's a direct I think there's a direct link to the advanced aviation threat identification program and now them announcing that they need a space force. Hey man. That's the theory is there. It's that's like people think that could be, you know, maybe what maybe what maybe no, okay, let's just entertain the idea. Maybe what they have yeah. found you know, I'm not even I'm not convinced that this is not like whatever happened in like you know post World War 2 Cold War era, war era is a whole different group of players who dealt with like ET technology and they never showed anyone. And now this is like the, a new generation finding it and like re like engineering it backwards. I think you're like seeing like almost two different, like, you know, two different groups of people discover this technology on their own. And that's what we're having now. So we have like, now you're having a, whatever happened from two thousand from 94 to 2016 when this was bought, all that's come to like whoever bought it, like, they they would they want all of the everything they want yeah. is there and it's yeah and it's like dude this place is in the middle like in Utah and I would not be adverse to like there were military experiments there at one time I mean it's out oh, in the middle of nowhere exactly could have happened you know and I just it, this this case file is legitimately creeping me out <laughs> it's to, almost too real. Right? Yeah, I'm there's, so there's too many connections, man. It's man. so fucking terrifying. Just is so weird stuff that you, it's like it's the perfect perfect storm of the stuff that we like. <laughs> you know what? No, what's weird now is because I like we always made fun of to the stars. 
And then I, yeah. I started reading the stuff. I was like, you know what? Maybe that's the only way they really could frame their company as being like a production company. Yeah. They couldn't say like, we're about to tell you everything about aliens. All right. Right. Cause if, if Luis Elizondo is part of to the stars and they have all those other guys who are like, you know, ex JPL engineers and skunk works guys and all these guys, and they're all connected to Robert Bigelow and Robert Bigelow is connected to Harry Reid, who got money from the United States government to investigate UFOs at this ranch, which then the UFO or the government went in under a new name under Bigelow's company and invested all this money and then has now been bought by another like shadow company. It's all, you know, it's a big circle. <laughs> everything, yeah. everything, they're all kind of talking the same stuff. But where Tom DeLong comes along, he's kind of like, yeah, 100 grand for me. We're making documentaries about future technology. Right. And that's like, almost makes me think that that's, that's almost that they had to start that way. They couldn't just came out and been like, there's anti-gravitic technology and it's going to change the way this planet operates overnight. (laughs) We pulled, we pulled junk from another dimension from the future or wherever parallel dimension, something real weird because something's something's going on there. And why else would you have a private army there now that's yeah. operating with fully automatic weapons and military grade weapons and isn't or say that they aren't the US government? They closed down a public road. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> you no one can you can't just close down a public road unless like, you know oh. someone gives you the okay or you have enough or someone's just not looking, right? No one's looking at it, like, yeah. oh whatever. Let them do what they want. Why? I don't know. Maybe we should Ugh. take some of our podcast money and do one doing a an investment into the Stars Academy. What's the minimum <laughs> investment? I think it's like two hundred bucks. We'll put it in the name of Alien Theorist Theorizing. I I looked into it. I couldn't do it from from Canada at the time, but maybe they've opened it up. Oh, Dan will have to do it from the, from yeah, Virginia. Oh. <laughs> just in case, right? just yeah, in case they get our money in there. They break open that that zero point it. energy, the free energy. We're on it. Change the whole We're world. If someone Pretty if someone comes up with zero point energy and makes it public, the world economy will collapse. Yeah, everything that's ba- uh, everything will have to be restructured. Our and- economy is based on energy companies for the most part. Yeah, whether that be coal, mm-hmm. gas, diesel, like any oh. hydro, any type of power generation. Yeah. You throw in a, a power generation that's a thousand times more efficient and clean. It's over. But whatever happens after that, it'll probably be a better. A better economy in the future, but yeah. it'll be a rough, a rough few years, I think. Rough transition. Yeah. I think. Universal basic income. Woo. <laughs> Woo. No, no need. No robots. Need, no one needs money. Everyone just has a 3D printer and just makes whatever they want. Yep. We got robots doing all the jobs for us and just like. Everyone just, yeah. everyone just gets really good at whatever they like, no matter what Horrible it is. robots. Yeah. Sex robots. <laughs> I've seen, yeah, okay. All right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any, like, that's, all those connections. It's I don't, crazy I, because. It's, it's still going, This though, one's open-ended, like, like stuff. it's still yeah, it's, stuff. This is so recent and continue. so fresh. The yeah. end question mark. <laughs> it is happening as we speak. Yeah, all this, this is probably, like, the most current going. one we've done. Yeah. Just because it. Like, we've done that. We've, right into present day. We've talked about uh, like undisclosed or unacknowledged in that kind of disclosure yeah. way, but this is like they talk a kind of about Luis Elizondo and stuff in that documentary too. But they don't really go down this this route as much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. I love it. I love this shit. I can't. I, this is such a. Is, I hope yeah. that something happens where they're like, "Yep, uh, 
Called it. We have fucking. We can go. To, <laughs> we can go to a different dimension right now. We're like, fuck yeah, yeah, that's awesome. They have the Rick and Morty fucking portal gun before we know it. Earth, oh, the just going to Earth two. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, whatever <laughs> timeline we want. <laughs> All right, let's get into some uh, five star reviews. Hell yeah! This one's from CG with the Ford from the USA. Can't get enough five star review. I found you guys like two weeks ago, and I can't stop the madness. I've listened nonstop and I frequently bust out in laughter at my cube. You guys have challenged me to think and rethink so much over the last few weeks. I've told all three of my friends about you guys. Way to go. Thank you. Uh, yeah. This one's from Kestopia from Canada. I, I, I must listen. Five star. These guys bring a great spin to this paranormal podcast. Their podcast delve deep into conspiracies and things unknown. Found myself learning things I never knew before and found myself actually laughing out loud. Plus, I got to support my Canadian brothers. Hell yeah. Uh, and <laughs> if, one... that, if that's not what your voice really sounds like, we're sorry. Oh, it's... <laughs> it's how Braden reads it. Why? Well, I, I that was just my normal voice. That's what I'm saying. I'm like... You had a different voice through the other one. Oh, did I? Oh, they, yeah. They, yeah. If, that's, if that's what you guys don't uh, sound like, we're sorry. Okay, sorry. Awesome podcast from Noob Sabot Wins uh, from the USA. Uh, how was how this American? Set? Glad glad that this was the first podcast that papped up uh, when I typed alien. Loved the podcast except for that Flat Earther episode. Keep up the great work, boys. <laughs> Nobody likes that flat earther episode. No, well, Dude, flat earth is the uh, dumbest thing. Well, they, I mean, they just they hate the flat earthers in general. <laughs> like, it's not the episode. hey. Here's the thing, NASA like NASA just like it's so this can't is trust fucking, NASA, motherfucker. I I know, but they they posted <laughs> these. They sent these pictures, and I'll 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 play into their mind like it's only like a fraction of the Earth, right? But you can see the continent, that whatever continent's there, whatever landmass, you can fucking see that that landmass is far too big. You know what I mean? Like, they would have to be broken up more if it was flat Earth. Like, obviously, there's got to be some other stuff around because that landmass is too big to, like, keep that, like, you know what I mean? The scale's too big. No, if, that's if all, that that's bullshit. A, that's all bullshit. That was those. a plate. Bullshit. Oh, yeah, fucking nasty, yeah. It's bullshit, man. All that shit is bullshit. I'm going to read one review here from Facebook. I felt it was... Oh, wait. It's from Marcus Harcourt Danes. I felt it was only proper to get fully cut up on the podcast before I left a review. This podcast is awesome. I found it on my podcast app a month or two ago and haven't stopped listening since. The topics are interesting and the boys are hilarious. Thanks, guys. Thank you. There's so many I can't. There's too many I can't read them all. Sorry, everyone. We'll get to them eventually. Uh, who's who's Zell's prolapser of the week? Got it right here. Her name is Caitlin Odom. She messaged us fangirling all over the place, and we're like, "Listen, we're not famous. You got to stop." <laughs> she's like, we aren't. <laughs> she's like, "Okay." I'm like, "Yeah, we're definitely not famous." And then she's like, oh, "I miss. No, I'm I'm jealous of your Canadian winter. It sounds fun." And we're like. Don't be foolish. Don't ever. 
You're from uh, Texas. Who the fuck do you think you are, lady? It's like, it's like I seen, I seen, I seen snow in Texas. It's so awesome. I was like, okay. Well, come see <laughs> snow north of the wall. It's supposed to snow on Tuesday here. I wouldn't be surprised. Don't the winter? You know, as fun as snow, like snowboarding is, that's like a very small portion of what you can really do during the winter. The rest is shoveling and swearing, and you know, it's not great. Um. Got some new patrons. New patrons. All of our bonus work has really been catching on. I think we got more than more than normal. Oh wow! Yeah, Anthony Doyle. Anthony Doyle is our newest top tier supporter. He'll be trying to join us for a show, and this goes out to all the other top tier oh. supporters that have not ever got back to us about scheduling a time to do your episode. Hey, let's go! Get on it. Let's go, boys! Schedule it. So we, if you tell us when you can do it, we'll do it. We we got we got a few we got three other guys now including Anthony who need to get on a case file so message us okay. email us wherever you can message us just say you're from pa- yeah. Patreon we'll we'll figure it out uh, we got Janelle Clark Joseph Rip Mister Zeitgeist Adam Jamie went up one to three just Austin Brian Hubbard is a twenty five dollar supporter Ron oh, Pond yeah. approved you're the man Scott oh, yeah, but- Stulka yeah bud thanks a lot uh scott Piskulka, richard montano and i think that's it if i missed you let me know and i'll read you on the next one because you know sometimes the list gets cut off and i don't know why where's uh where's their new patreon 50 dollar patreon guy from is he from australia again I know Australia seems to be the champions of life here on the fifty dollars right. supporters. I know, but they're also the hardest to get on. Yeah, they're also like when we're trying to record, they're sleeping. So, yeah, I don't. I don't think I mean, it's, it doesn't sit, say. Set your alarms. Maybe next Sunday we'll do a Sunday morning. Get someone on. Yeah, if we do Sunday morning, Saturday. that's like Monday night. No, Saturday Sunday morning? night. Sunday night. Yeah. No, it's six. There's sixteen hours the day ahead. Oh, really? Something like that. Something crazy. So we'd have to do like Sunday at like one. Thailand's like 12 hours ahead. No, I think Thailand's more than 12. No, it's 12 or 13, depending on our. uh, Oh, Oh, 13 for me. Oh, he's from 12. Anthony Anthony Doyle is from. Doesn't matter where you are. We we appreciate the support. Yeah. Oh, what, uh, what were you gonna, what? oh, yeah. People, if we should, maybe we should set a Patreon goal for our next D&D episode. <laughs> I don't know, keep, people keep asking for it. I see people actually asking for it sometimes. I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> have you have you listened to it? It's pretty funny, man. It's it, like, turned out okay. it turned out okay. It did. It did yeah. turn out okay. All right. Any, uh, any other news? Anything else we got? Um, oh, wait. Got a quick one. Open Channels is coming back. If you want to get on Open <gasps> Channels, go to alientheorist.com. <gasps> Sign up for the Ron Pond Express, which which is our newsletter, which has never come out before, but it will come out when we're going to do open channels number three. So there's been a lot of people uh, signing up and we've never emailed you. So just it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> uh, I got some. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Get on our Patreon. We got more stuff coming soon. Always. Um, we got some Ron Pond mysteries coming up. And maybe maybe some future D and D. Who knows? But uh, definitely some Ron Pond mysteries. And I'm excited uh, for Ron Pond mysteries. It's gonna it's gonna be good. It's gonna be. I've kind of like I've got all the groundwork of I know how we're gonna do it. So 
Uh, anyways, uh, like I always say at the end of these, keep those eyes on the skies. Peace. It's Ellen Brady because Dan's going to bed. Dan, Dan's wait, leaving. wait, Dan, before you go, uh huh, you want to do a gruesome twosome sometime this week? 